to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, hello. Welcome to the Faith Lift Sisters. We are camping out today in, um, actually this week we're in Hebrews 7, 23 through 9, 10, um, which seems like a lot, but it really is not that much. And it's not very overwhelming. Like when I opened up the lesson this week, I was like, oh man, that's, oh, that's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) It is not as overwhelming as it sounds if you were just listening to us. So uh, don't fret. But today we're going to be in 723 through 728. See, that's just a few easy five little verses. Um, easy peasy. That's right. Just a little that, bit at a time. That we don't have to read because Terry's feeling better this week. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay for me. Yeah, we all yeah. could read. We're capable, but we're happy you're feeling better, Terry. And very good at it. Thank you. Yes. Well, do you want oh. to just get right back into the routine, Terry? I'm jumping in. Awesome. The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Hmm. Once again, those those priests, those other priests fade away. They die. They lose their office. And Jesus never does. Mm-hmm. Bada boom, bada bing. Let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> Next lesson. And thank you for joining us today on the Faith yes. <laughs> You know, yeah. the other thing that um, after I was done thinking that it was going to be an overwhelming uh, segment here. The other thing that I was thinking is, you know, we've like talked a lot about this. And as this week continues on, um, you will hear things that we've talked a lot about um, and that have not necessarily been addressed in the text yet, but that we've kind of given some perspective on, um, like about the temple and the different levels and the high priest and all of that kind of stuff. I was like, it when we record and when we study, we break it up into sections. But mm-hmm. if you were to start from the beginning and read all the way to the end, which is always a good idea to do, then you have some context too as to what's happening. And um, this is kind of a narrative. And so this gives like a little bit of an arc to the storyline too. So if you if you think about it when you study the Bible, if you're in a chapter or verse or whatever it is, um, if you think about reading a letter, because so many of these things are letters, mm-hmm. um, if you think about reading a letter and you're like, I'm just going to read these five paragraphs today, 
And I'm really going to think about these five paragraphs. It doesn't always flow real well. Right, right. So if you start from the beginning and read to the end, and then you can go back and be like, oh man, I really need to dig in on this section. That's mm-hmm. something that is very, very helpful. That's right. a good point, Suzanne. It really is. It gives context to what we're actually digging in. And you're right. You need to do it at both levels. Mm-hmm. You need the meta level. You need the bigger, all-encompassing, comprehensive view. But then also looking at the details, even down to what's the definition of this? Like, how does that sit with me? How is this word fitting for me? Um, I like it. I don't like it. I'm fighting with it. What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's really important. Yeah, but it is kind of key to have like an overarching view yeah. um, of everything that you do, especially when you're, um, you know, kind of digging in and really studying. So I think that's a good study tip. If you're going to read, if you're going to do a study on a book of the Bible, read the whole book first. Just mm-hmm. read through it so that you get that narrative, you get that concept, and then go back and get deeper. You know, get the delve in, dig in which I think is basically what we're doing. Although I don't know if we usually encourage everybody to read the whole book first, but I would say that's a, that's an important piece of the puzzle to go ahead and read the whole book and get that context. Perhaps Mm -hmm. because we've been in Genesis and places. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to get that. It was interesting this morning. I was hearing my husband um, telling the story of Jack and the Beanstalk to my grandchildren. And he was like, well, that's a harp and it plays by itself. He goes, and the little she goes, it plays by itself. How's it doing that? What's going on? He goes, well, there's a beanstalk. He goes, where's that? What's it? And it was like so hard to get the whole story out because they just want to know about the harp and why is there a giant beanstalk and what's going on that they didn't have a comprehensive view of the whole story. And I was getting confused, like, what story are they in? What's going on? <laughs> While you know? then he said Jack, and I went, okay, I got it. I know where we are. It's kind of for us. You know, like, what's the comprehensive story of the of the world and and Jesus. Get that, get that one name in, you know, yeah. Yeah. and that kind and of the helps purpose for the whole thing in the first place. Keep, I, I have to keep going back to that. It feels like we're going to talk about the priesthood again, you know, <laughs> but they, the Hebrews that the author is writing to needs this yes, because their life is taking a huge U-turn and they have to be sure. Yeah. They have to yeah. be sure of this priesthood. Um, idea that it's no longer the Jewish priesthood. It's no longer the old covenant and the old Testament and the old ways they have to move on, which this week, as I was reading through, I felt a little sad for them Mm -hmm. because he's telling them your whole life is wiped out. It's gone. None of it matters anymore. Your whole reality from the day you were born until now is voided out. And it doesn't matter. It's not, and I wouldn't say it doesn't matter, but it's not profitable for you anymore. You've got to let it die. In one place it says it's a it's being put to death. Mm-hmm. You've got to let this die because you've got to move on into Jesus as your forever priest. And boy, I, I just think that had to be hard for them to just yeah. say, I'm giving up everything I've known for yeah. this new way. I, I just everything felt kind of sad I, for them. Yeah. Everything that I thought was going to get me to God, now I'm finding out 
it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that had to have been a kind of a slap in the face in a lot of ways um, and frustrating, you know, because we tend to go back to what's familiar. So think as they're trying to walk in this new knowledge of who Jesus is and what he's done, of course, the tendency would be to go back to what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, that that's that's a good thought, Terry, to have a maybe a different sense of compassion for them mm-hmm. than I have in the past. I, I agree. That had to have been really difficult. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they're in this super tricky place, too, because up until Jesus, the law did matter. The right. law was how they were able to draw close to God. And through the different levels of the temple and sacrifice and the high priests, that's how they were able to draw into God. Um, but now it's like that double-edged, or not the double-edged sword, but the the sword of the spirit who just has separated. And he's like, okay, now it's time for this new thing. Um, so they're kind of living in in both worlds, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like pre-internet and post-internet world. <laughs> Where we oh, have to oh, like, wow. figure, well, yes. I mean, okay. Yeah. But take that as it is, but like you have to figure out how to navigate. Like this is how we this is how we looked up information before. We went to the library. We had to know the Dewey Decimal System. You had right. to know how to open an encyclopedia and how to cross-reference things. And now you just sit down at the computer and you ask the almighty Google, you know, and then they shove all the information at you. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's living in those two worlds. That's really interesting. They shuffle that information at you, which is now you have to sort through what's actual information and what isn't, mm-hmm. which is even, that's more confusing at some level. Um, so how do you trust what you're hearing is right? You know, and I'm hearing that, like how important it was for them to really, really understand this. And a part, like for me, sometimes when I think of it, it's like I was angry. I felt really betrayed by the old system. And now it's like um, there's this click in the Holy Spirit, I think, that happens. And this is what they had available. They did have the Holy Spirit available to them. And so the Holy Spirit is able to guide them through this. But I agree. What a difficult spot. And hard to trust. I like your perspective, Terry. That's Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, this this whole passage here is really about high priest versus Jesus, like mm-hmm. the the man high priest versus the God high priest, um, and it we've talked about it over and over again, right? Um, but it just here says like there have been many priests, but they all died, but now it's Jesus, and he's not going to die, so you're done with all that business. I thought mm-hmm. that was really great to point out that, you know, Jesus is alive now and he is serving as our high priest forever. Mm-hmm. He was the sacrifice. Um, and so we don't need any other sacrifices and this is forever. It's permanent. Um, so in a way that, that comforted me or it would comfort me too. I think if I had been a Jew who was used to the the high priest changed every year. We sacrificed all the time. We brought our gifts um, to know that it's already, it's all done now. Um, 
and that Jesus will be in that position um, eternally. I, I love that. That, that gives me confidence. It's kind of like a, a rock I can set my faith on. Um, so I really love that part. I can see myself going like, wait a minute. Now, what am I supposed to do on the Day of Atonement? <laughs> yeah. What am I supposed to do instead of bringing, like, this, yeah. is, this is our tradition. This is our family gathering. This mm-hmm. is our whole community. What am I supposed to do now? What, what, what do I have? What do I have to do? Not not to to gain salvation, but I mean, literally, right. where, what activity am I going to be yeah. doing on these days? Because this because is there were a lot of my life. This yeah. is what I always do. Yeah, they had some kind of festival or feast or something every month going on. You know, mm-hmm. God instituted a lot of those things um, for the people, and yeah, that would be kind of a big okay. So what now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although now they're meeting, you know, they're, they're more, you got to remember, there's a lot of persecution going on. Um, they're being kind of pushed together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're meeting in homes. They're really needing each other in a way that they might not have needed each other before. So maybe they're finding some of that camaraderie or that communion, um, when they get together. Hopefully they're not just all, you know, saying, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? They're all after us. <laughs> Wringing their hands. Yeah. I like to think maybe they're taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to go and do all this stuff. Right. It, and I, like I would hope, and this is not biblical. Please do not. <laughs> please do not take this as something that you will find in the Bible. Oh, this this is good. My personal perspective is like, I hope that they are sensing that they are free from all of those rules. And I hope that they are finding that they can settle into the grace instead of the law. And that there would be like a spiritual, okay, he's got it. And that, I mean, think about all the stress that and the time, like Terry said, and the money that would have gone into all these, these laws and these sacrifices and these rituals. And like, what if they're just finding the freedom in Jesus and like, man, I could take a nap. Well, we got to remember that like, like I think Terry said, or Rosemary, it's the whole, they have the Holy Spirit now. Right. And so. He is leading them and guiding them into all the truth. So, yeah, hopefully part of that leading and guiding is showing them the freedom that they have in Jesus now. And that that's something um, pretty big, pretty special, pretty important. Like some of that old, you know, the yoke has been has been shared now in the burden of Jesus. So maybe that's. I don't know. Maybe because I just love to take a nap. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you every day. I'm with you. Yes. I think um, the festivals or those times were a time that it would bring up the old life. Right. And I think that Christians are confronted with this too. When we have things that we used to do in our, I'm going to say it, our old life. 
right? Which feels comfortable. And so the way to get through that is um, what do I trust? What do I believe? What do I know? So a letter like this would have been really important to go. And it's like, okay, wait, why, why Jesus, why is he the high priest? Like, why is he the highest of that? Like, why is he like way above all the high priests? Like they were up there. And why is he above Moses? Why is he above the, you know, just reaffirming what we know to be true. So a letter like this is really important, not just to them, but to us. So when we look back at our old life or, you know, some people were Christians since they were children, but I had it, wasn't it, wasn't all over the place. No, I was all over the place a little bit, but I wasn't, it wasn't, but it's like, oh yeah, I used to do that. It's like, I just don't do that anymore. You know, that there should be a change in us. As Christians, we should look different. There should be a difference even in this life right now, right? There was a huge difference back for the Hebrews when, when they were going through this. How do they stay in that new path on what they believe is true? Same way we stay in our path and what we believe is true. At those times, I think it's helpful to go, I don't do that. You know what? Because Jesus is Lord and he has saved me from having to do that anymore. I can take a nap, you know, and be okay um, because he has me. And to rest, this is entering into that rest that we've talked about before. We can enter into that rest because of Jesus because what he did for us. And I think that might be a piece like maybe reading parts of this letter, like he is the high priest. He lived forever. He never had to offer sacrifices because he had no sin. And these are really crucial differences between Jesus and the high priest. Um, yeah, that's great, Mars. Whoever you are. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, On that note, Terry, do you want to pray for us? <laughs> yep. Okay. <clears throat> Father, we're so thankful for um, this podcast, for this chance to get together with these women to um, talk about your word, to get different perspectives from each one and how we might see it and how it fits into our personal life and um, and each different circumstances circumstance of our lives that cause us to see things from a different angle and a different view. And it's just wonderful to be able to do that. And so thankful for that, Lord. Thank you again for your word that um, tells us what we should expect and what you expect from us. And so we're just thankful, Father, that you, Jesus, have come to be our great high priest, um, the final high priest, that there's no need for any other high priest because you are it. You are our mediator between um, between us and between God. You're the one that stands in the gap for us and makes intercession for us. And we're so thankful for that, Lord. And um, just pray that as we continue to study this week uh, and to hash things out and talk things over, that you'll bring new um perspectives to us and that we will grow in our relationship with you and with each other. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>